Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic. Just uh, in Manchester ahead of the game against Newcastle United. It's a pretty miserable day. It's rainy and grey and it's going dark already and it's, well, quarter to four playing. The Geordies kicks off at half five, which probably means a defeat or a draw because United are absolutely wank when they play against teams who are lower down. And the game against Newcastle away this year was one of the worst of the season so far. And my mood hasn't really changed since the defeat at Watford the other day and that disgraceful performance and disgraceful result. I really hope when you listen to this that United have won. Uh, I'm not going to be as optimistic as I normally am. They've got to win, haven't they? Come on. Anyway, um, at a bar in town, it's good, as you can hear. Um, with uh, Tim. Tim writes some stuff to United where you stand. How are you feeling about Manchester United at the moment? It's complicated, isn't it? It's all complicated. I, I mean, I, th- I think the general standpoint for most people here is that we're having the most fun we've had for a long time because we're playing football, but at least we identify in periods. So, you know, obviously, the City result, you know, the, the Spurs result. Yeah, sorry, we're being moved. One second. There's football that we identify as being uh, Manchester United football, but in general, there's the ups and downs. I mean, does anyone feel great after Watford? It was probably one of the worst, uh, <laughs> one of the worst starts to Christmas that I can remember. Um, but I think that, that there are signs, though, aren't there? Like, there are signs that's getting better. Like, there is positivity there. I feel a lot more connection with that squad than I did with a squad that was two or three years old. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the beating the, the best teams as well. That's the frustrating thing for me is that so good against the best and so bad against the worst. If it was the other way around, I'd be more concerned. Yeah, well, obviously, they have the block system and we're struggling to break down those players. Awkward. It's hard to... It's hard. So you go into games like this today and you're almost thinking we want to play City. Because you think, actually, we're going to get a result against City today. And you're thinking Newcastle. So, actually, got an Uber. Got an Uber to the bar today. And the lad said to me, what do you reckon the score's going to be? I was like, one all. I'm going to a Man United game at home against Newcastle on Boxing Day. Best record on Boxing Day, apparently, according to statisticians. And I thought, I thought, I thought well, no, it's going to be one all today. Shouldn't be, should it? But that's it because they're going to sit back and see if Bruce is going to do a do a defensive job on us. It, it, it's it's the situation. What will be success for Manchester United this season? So genuinely, I'd be delighted with the top four finish. I, I really would. Like I know we, people would laugh at us and say we're the old Arsenal, but I think reality of what the squad is at the minute and where we need to be, 
top four would it attracts players. So it attracts the players that we would want to bring in. How many people are we negotiating now where their clauses will sign for you if you're in the Champions League? I mean, we don't know, but that's the way I think about it. A cup run, semi-final against City, that's great fun. There's a lot of fun to be had there. Like, it's a cup run for me as well. So we're talking about City. Yeah. Um, I did a story the other day, got a heads up a couple of days before it happened that the allocations have been cut for 3,000 um, for both Old Trafford and for City. Um, if you follow the competition rules, City should expect around 7,000 at Old Trafford. They had a, a figure of around that amount when they played in the semi-final a decade ago and United should get about 5,500. Obviously, the brilliant big away followings would be a good thing. They've been cut. I think it's hugely disappointing that that's been the case and it raises further questions about whether the clubs can accept larger away followings anymore. Um, but it seems that Colchester can come and bring it away following, but because they're happy-clappy on their big trip to Manchester, singing who are you or whatever they, they, they sing, but whereas fans of bigger clubs, uh, clubs with big rivalries with Manchester United, uh, they're going to be denied um, access to tickets, which I think is really sad. Uh, for City fans, for United fans, the Manchester derby, it, sh- it should be in the semi-final. One of the big buzzes should be about those big allocations. Yeah, I mean, anyone that was there in the League Cup like a few years ago with Rooney's header and all that, like atmosphere-wise, was probably one of the best games I've ever been to. It just still it still means something no matter the competition. But I guess with the headlines after the, after the whole incident, the touchline, the race to Mister Mission, the... well, that fed into it definitely. Yeah. It did. It did. Oh, yeah, I mean, and, and, yeah. and I spoke to people at the club, and they have erred on the side of caution from a security perspective their priority is to guarantee the safety of 75,000 fans so that's their perspective but it's still disappointed can they not guarantee the safety if there's a larger way following yeah or as someone put to me it's the old bill they just don't want 7,000 United walking around Beswick <laughs> I can see both sides to it but I'm always going to come down on the side where you get a bigger way allocation yeah I mean I'm, to be fair actually like, I was at the Derby a few weeks ago I was one of the lucky ones that won the ballot and it was a great day it was a really great day atmosphere was banging and generally actually it was all in good spirits it was it was the sour stuff actually was happening in the city end it was happening in the city end the fights all the people being dragged away that was all the city end the corner flags that was all the city end obviously and um, it seems that we've been penalised for their behaviour actually because that's not that's not what was happening in our, in our end of the thing we were like the amount of Scott McTominay chance that we're going on Nothing to do with Manchester City. Prediction for today, please, because we're getting wet here in yeah, the drizzle. We are getting wet, Andy. Uh, it's depressing, but I, I, I'd love it if we won, but I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Yeah, uh, I'll go with 1-1 one, one as well. I've decided I'm going to stop being optimistic because it keeps slapping me in the face all the time. I'm going to stop being optimistic when Manchester United play against teams lower down. 1-1 one, one or 2-1 to Newcastle. Can't even believe I'm saying this. <laughs> Jesus. Found myself selling the mag because of uh, one of the lads had to go home. Just bumped into the Mullen Brothers on on some Buzzy Way. Also, just bumped into a lad called Andrew who told me that he wrote a piece for United We Stand when he was 12, a letter. It got published, so that inspired him to be a journalist. He's now a full time journalist. Nice to hear stories like that. Lace United We Stand um, with the Mullen Brothers. Uh, just tell me what you were eating on the coach to Watford. Uh, well, thankfully, <laughs> I am. Um... I didn't eat it, thankfully, or only a little bit of it. But, uh, yeah, we, you know the yearly, the annual monkey bus competition for food? 
Um, Tom, well, I won it last year. This has been on year. the podcast, but I want to know what the <laughs> ingredients were. Of, I was sent a picture of a pizza with... Tell me what was they, in it. They were. I bought it on... Leeds United, where you stand? Well, I sourced the pizza itself from uh, Prime Pizza in Moston, which was cheese and tomato, uh, thick crust, and let's see, what else was it? Two jars of mint. The smell was horrific as well. Did anyone uh, eat it? Leeds United, where Tomo had a bit of it, he had a slice and uh, it was too much for him. I tried it, it was pretty disgusting. Oh, there was chicken on Lace it and cranberry. United, we stand. Cranberry Ross sauce. Sprouts, which was the worst thing. Oh, yeah, there was Ross sprouts on Hi, it mate. as well. Yeah, yeah, you. Thank you very much. So, so someone ate a bit of it. Now, when you, when you were spoken to on the, um, the bus to Watford, there was a bit of optimism. What on earth went wrong? Oh, there was. I, I still have that same optimism, but... Me too, but I'm changing from today. I think we're going to draw at the best today. I know. It's, my, long, my optimism is our long term. I think. Um... Thanks, United, where you stand. You okay, mate. Hi, boys. Hello, Liam. Thanks, United, where you stand. How are you doing? Good. He's on the podcast. Thanks, United, where you stand. No. Yeah, no. So I'm going to say it's all like it's long term. My optimism. I think. Um, Thanks, United, where you stand. Four. I, I think the football's better than it was, and um, and he's signing all the right players. It's just. I think there's a lot. I think the thing that's frustrating me at the minute is a lot of lessons not been learned. Same sort of mistakes against the same sort of teams, and as good as the the City and Tottenham results are, it's the two either side being being Villa and and Everton and, and then Watford that show where the weaknesses are, and there's just not much. I'd like to see mix it up a bit, try something different. It's a bit paint by numbers with the formation and team selection at the minute, but. There's still an element that there's just not enough players there um, who, who are good enough in them key positions, not enough creativity, but just try something different. In games like today, don't just go in with the same formation, same names in the same spots, try something different. But it's a tough few days. That's just come out, yeah. Yeah, it looks like out wide. I've not seen it. Yeah, it's Pereira for Lingard and Greenwood for James from Saturday. The day before Everton. Okay. So, should have, should have been received. Uh, Drop us an email if he's uncomfortable. Send you another one. Okay. All right, mate. So you can do Lace a bit of customer service as well, can't you? Who thinks the best seller out of me or Steve Armstrong? It's Steve's louder. For... Lace United, we stand. <laughs> yeah, that's, more, that's a good impression now. <laughs> Steve had yeah. clocked you off and, like, virtually demanded. A lot by from Steve, just out of fear, I think. Just walking back. Little Dan did say that once he bought it, because Steve demanded it. <laughs> He's selling well, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's no not, it's not first this, third. I know. Thanks, Sam Bowers was a troll, Chef. Hi, James. Nice to see you. All right, yeah, top good. man? Yeah, I was about to say, that's like in Sam Bowers um, selling. He was a troll. She's funny Lace outside of the You down at the, up at Burnley? Yeah, we're up there. We're doing the next podcast. Hope to speak to you there, boys. Yes. Stop there. No worries. Cheers. Well, what a surprise this has been. First 15 minutes, Manchester United were as bad as they were at Watford, Newcastle. Look confident, their fans were exceptionally loud, they roared the team forward with a confidence which was well founded because Gale shot came close after 14 minutes and then a minute later Newcastle went ahead and I'm thinking, oh no, here we go again. Because despite the poor results which United have had, they've been unbeaten at home since Palace in August. They responded very well. 
Anthony Martial, Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford all scored in the first half on a drizzly afternoon. Manchester United fans found the voice a bit and have just gone 4-1 up. Martial again, just dinking the ball over. So Jesse Lingard's going to come on now. It's been a very open, I suppose if you're a neutral, a very entertaining game. Not unlike the 4-3, which was also on Boxing Day. 2012-2013, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And this Newcastle side, not only did they beat Manchester United at St James's Park early October, they've won five or six of the last uh, eight games. Steve Bruce has done a very good job. And the number of uh, Geordies moaning about Bruce's manager has sort of melted away. And the 4-1 down, it's inconceivable that they won't win this game. And yet, still, you think that... I won't be surprised if Newcastle scored twice. This, this is a, definitely still a Manchester United team. In transition, still full of mistakes all over. Rashford's coming off now. He got up to score his header. It was like uh, Alan Shearer, brilliantly. All right, so you heard that. Lingard's come on. Muted applause. And uh, the cross for Rashford's header from Aaron Momsaka was fantastic. So 4-1 up. Supposed to relax here, but I don't feel relaxed. The Red Army over to the left, coming alive. The singing. And they needed to win this, and they have won this game. Bouncing back from a terrible result once again. I'll join you afterwards. Three quid United, we start one. the shoot. First time United have scored four in the league game since Chelsea, opening day of the season. And everyone's leaving the ground nice and happy and coming past them. Three quid United, we start the the fanzine and saying that they love reading the fanzine rather than saying stick it up your arse or divided we fall. Bloomy, what do you make of that? Yeah, well, I was I was fearing the worst after the first ten minutes because it started off the way it has done most of the games this season. Sloppy, too slow out the blocks. And uh, as soon as they scored, I thought, well, that's... Here we go and they again, deserved to score, didn't they? And they did. They, they came they close to a minute before they scored. Yeah, they nearly had a couple more before that. And I was, I was impressed with them that first 10, 15 minutes. I thought, here we go again, but... They look like a team who'd won five yeah. out of the last seven Yeah, well, he's, Steve Bruce gets a lot of shit for... From Newcastle yeah, fans. Yeah, from Newcastle fans. He's done a good job him, there, yeah. Despite being a Geordie. Exactly, yeah. Despite winning matches. Exactly, he's done a really good job there. But, um, I thought their fans were very good, I've got to say that. They were good. Best, best I've seen at Old Trafford yeah. this season yeah. in the league. I thought if you Villa take like Liverpool, okay, Liverpool as the worst... Oh, they were terrible, yeah. Worse um, a lot, then. I think they were, yeah. To be fair, I think they were being sponsored yeah. to be silent yeah. for the game. Oh, absolutely, without yeah. showing Villa were good. Yeah. And, um, and Newcastle were decent as well. Yeah, just gobshites, aren't they? Right, Burnley away next, got to win. Yeah, absolutely. Because it can't, game, can't, but they've got a good record there. We just can't keep going one win, couple of wins, and then three steps back again. We have to go on that. The way they responded to that today, I don't know what they must have had a rocket up their ass, and they started playing how they should have played against Watford and in the other games like that. You worried about the defence? I'm worried about it because there's no midfield in front of them, and that they're getting exposed more. So that first that, goal, so. Fred lost the ball in, yeah, in midfield, yeah, yeah. and then Maguire yeah. and I think Shaw were, were at fault. I think, yeah, and that. 
I'm, he did all right today, but I think the jury's out. Lindelof as well, personally. I think long term that might have to be looked at. I think next to Maguire. Um, but again, it's the midfield. I think it's getting exposed too much. Defence getting exposed, and they're having to do more work because of that. And that's the reason for me. I think if we get, if we got that sorted, I think I don't think we can see that as much. But rather randomly, some stragglers walk passing him. Yeah. We all ate Leeds. Yeah. I'd love Leeds back in the Premier League. Would you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. First team on the first name on the sheet. Definitely that. So it was lovely last time we played him in that uh, cup game. So I'm going to go up there for, for uh, going up there for New Year to Leeds. Oh yeah. I don't know why. I've got anything on there. I was just going to going to take my family and I'm going to yeah. go to York. But it is a good city. It's a good night as out. as yeah. the song goes, when Leeds as a city is a mighty fine place, but their football team is a, a fucking disgrace. And that was a reference to their Absolutely. 1975 European Cup winners ish. Current people in Yorkshire. Absolutely, but, uh, but not anywhere else. I will give them credit. It's a good night out. Oh, Leeds, Leeds is a good city. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, I've got a guilty secret. I love Bielsa. I've, I've loved yeah, him throughout yeah. it. And I'd, I'd love to, them to come up, and they're doing well, and I spoke to a couple of Leeds fans, they think they're going to come up. I think that, well, if they don't do it this year, God knows when it's going to happen, really, because I don't think they'll have a better chance now. I, I mean, it's, it's with West Brom again, another yo-yo side, really, and I can't really be doing well, they, West Brom's Brom. got the resources. Leeds don't have the parachute payments. Yeah. And that's a big advantage in that division. So if yeah. you can get out of that, but to be going to Leeds away with all that edge, would oh, be God, yeah. much, you, much better. You than do, and even so when it was there as well, it was always there was always an extra bit of needle all the time. Bit of, even when kicking off in the away end all the time, trying to get past stewards and stuff like that. So I you do them, want that needle. Watched them at Salford earlier this year. That their fan base is extremely male, extremely white, oh, and it is like a football fan base was yeah. 30 years ago yeah. I'm not saying that as a negative or a positive that's just an observation yeah. that I oh, had yeah. it was yeah. it was very laddish there was a lot of old people a lot of younger lads as well yeah. and I went to Ellen Road a few times last year and it was like going back to 1995 you yeah. know the, the ground's tired it needs updating oh, fan, yeah. Yeah. A, there'll be a good atmosphere whenever Manchester United play there I can't believe that some people walking past singing that the All Eight Leeds has got us <laughs> talking about Leeds United. Um, who impressed you today? I thought, and I'm, and I'm one of his biggest critics. I thought Martial was really good today. He, he turned out a bit. Um, but again, Greenwood, he's, he's a special, great finish. He's that a special solving. Again, I'm, you've got to look at him, thinking, don't, don't wear him out too much. But you've got to. Don't put play him in the wrong position where he's on the wing and he's putting in. He's a, he's a finisher. He's a central striker for me. And look, it said it all with that goal, that, that finish today. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks for your time, Bloomy. You're going to uh, treat Mrs. Bloom over the next few days? Spend some treating, time over she's Christmas? She's a lucky lady, isn't she? <laughs> Mrs. Bloom. I treated her enough last month for a 30th. So. What did you do? I've, uh, we're going to uh, Athens and uh, we're doing island hopping next year. Uh, all the Greek islands and that. So starting off Athens and then... Make sure um, that, you so, don't miss your yeah. flight back like you did from Madrid a few years ago and got a bollock in. <laughs> Thanks, Bloomy. <laughs> With Rob Dawson from ESPN after the game, what did you make of that? Um, yeah, good result. Um, played well from the middle of the first half and then controlled the game in the second half and worthy winners in the end I think everyone on the ground were probably feeling, fearing the worst when that first goal goes in because you just never know what's going to happen with United these days um, you know they're just as likely to score four times as they are to concede another two and, and lose so um, it was nice to see a good response after Watford because that was dire um, and a little bit of positivity back at Old Trafford which is nice Who impressed you today? 
Um, I mean, the obvious ones really. If, if all of your front three are scoring goals, and it's never a bad day. Um, you know, Mason Greenwood is the his confidence and his finishing is is unbelievable, really, for a, a kid of his age. Um, and I still think he's it's going under the radar a little bit because lots of United fans have known an awful lot about him since he was 15, 16. Um, it's almost like this is this is expected, but. You know, the bottom line is the, the lad's just turned 18 and he's scoring 20-yard screamers with his left foot at Old Trafford. It's, you know, it's, it's a massive thing. Um, you know, Marcus Rashford hadn't even made his debut by the time he was um, Mason's age, and, and which tells you everything. Um, the amount of goals he scored this, this season, really, with, with limited opportunities to start games is, is incredible. I think that's four in five for him now. Yeah, and, and he's just... I mean, that's not normal. You know, you're talking about a, an 18-year-old kid. Um, and you see... with. United fans have seen young kids come through and, and play games and, and not have that that big an impact. Um, for him to do that, plus with the weight of expectation on his shoulders, because he is so highly rated, is is unbelievable. Just to to carry on through the age groups, to, to score at whatever level he's he's played at, to score his left foot, his right foot, um, it's it's unbelievable, really. And I, and I still think that um, what he's doing at the moment isn't really it isn't really being appreciated because it's just expected. You're watching the team all the time. Which areas do you think need strengthening, um, if any? <laughs> all the ones that, that United fans will agree on in the pub. Um, they're miles short in midfield. Um, I, I thought they were short in the summer anyway before Ander Herrera went. Um, they need some serious surgery in the middle of the pitch if they're going to challenge for, for titles and, and play in the Champions League again. They probably need a, a right winger, um, another striker. Um, Possibly another fullback. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you know they beat Spurs and then they beat City, and you start thinking, well, there is the makings of a really good squad there, a really good team. And then they go to Watford and they're awful, uh, and you start thinking, well, it's going to take. Why is that happening? I couldn't tell I, you. I asked a manager after the Watford game, and, and he didn't really know. He just said no. And, and that's it's a strange thing that I don't think anyone who watches United turns up to games knowing what's going to happen. Um, I think there's probably as many people turned up today expecting United to get beat as they were expecting them to win. Same I, with, I was with predicting that pre-match defeat. I'm going to carry on predicting them to lose because <laughs> I'm buzzing now. <laughs> you might make a bit of money doing that. Um, I think they'll yeah. lose at Burnley. I'll just say it clearly on the record now. Two one to Burnley. I think he's got. I think Ollie's got a knack of picking up results um, when he when he really needs to, um, which is not a bad thing for a manager. The, the, the problem is that you can't ever say that they've turned a corner until they get to five, six, seven wins on the bounce. They've not gone on two, have they? In the league? No, and, and that's with everything. You know, it's, it's all very well beating Spurs and, and beating City, and you know both of those were great days out. Um, but Everton came next. Everton had won one away game. Exactly, and you can't start talking about United being a different team until they string wins together um, and even now you know they're not that far off the top four but it doesn't actually mean anything because if they can't string wins together then they're always going to get pe pegged back um, consistency is is very very difficult and I think it's probably something that United fans took for granted under Fergie just that that mentality to churn out win after win after win and it's, it's not easy but that's the thing that, that this team has to start doing and yet they're only four points off fourth yeah, I mean it's, it's like last season though. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean the, the games, the points that have dropped to still be that close is it, amazing. But you know, again, it, that doesn't really mean anything unless they can they can capitalise. Um, there's no point at the moment for United fans to look at Chelsea and Chelsea losing and going, oh, this is an opportunity because they're just as likely to blow it as they are to take it. Um, they have to start stringing a, a run of wins together, otherwise, otherwise, you know, they're going to be stuck in in mid-table taking one step forward and two step back all, all season. Which isn't good enough. No, it's not. And, and, and you know, you're talking about Man United. It isn't good enough. You know, even five wins on the bounce, that's not good enough. It should be 10 and 12 wins on the bounce because it's Man United. 
Um, that's what all these fans have grown up watching. That's, that's what is expected here. Um, and that's, that's the kind of form they need to start producing. Tell me what you're working on at the moment. Well, stood in the mix zone at the moment, waiting for players. Um, not always a, a bit of a thank, thankless task sometimes. Um, should be a little bit better today because of one. Um, doesn't always mean anything. Um, might try and stop David De Gea right, in a minute. Try and get him. <laughs> I was just about to tweet out and say thanks to everyone for buying the mag and uh, the podcast was going to go up and I'm at Old Trafford Metrolink station and a couple of lads have just come up and introduced themselves and they're from the Isle of Man so I thought it'd be a nice way to end this podcast. What are your names? Uh, I'm Adam Parker. And, and Gareth. And how have you got over to Manchester and how often do you come over? Uh, so I'm over for Christmas, staying at the in-laws, try and come over, well we're over all the time, try and get tickets off Gareth to, to come watch the game when we can so he got us a... Uh, hospitality ones today courtesy of Adidas so yeah it was uh, great today and would, how would you describe the support on the Isle of Man I've only been once that was in 96 and it seemed to be United and Liverpool always was yeah growing up it was always United Liverpool last United Liverpool or ever in the last four or five years you got the uh, the City fans coming out of the woodwork they were always quiet while we were growing up now yeah. they're rubbing it in our faces but we've had our time it's their time to have theirs but I'm sure we'll be back again definitely and did I read a piece recently that a team from the, from the Isle of Man yeah, FC Isle of Man are trying to get yeah FC Isle of Man they're coming into the North North West North West Counties yeah, yeah North West Counties yeah yeah so we've got in the Isle of Man we've got players all over like we've got players in America players have been to the J League in Australia so they're trying to do it a guy called Paul Jones he's trying to do it bring a basically they've been saying it for years like Jersey have done it Guernsey have done it so now the Isle of Man are doing it and uh We've got a great crop. We've got Adam Long playing at Wigan. We've got people going to Myscuff, I think it's called, up in Lancaster. Yeah, Trippier's from the Isle of Man. Yeah, he's born in the Isle of Man. He's obviously at Arsenal now. So, yeah, it's about time we got, got our players out there. So I should, For people listening to this in, in Melbourne or in New York, I should provide some context. The Isle of Man is a, a small island in the Irish Sea between uh, Ireland and northwest England. The closest cities it would be to... It would be Liverpool, Morecambe, yeah, Morecambe, uh, Haysham, yeah, yeah. and how many people live there? Forty thousand, eighty-five thousand. Right. So we could all we were sat there saying yeah. when the whole the whole the Isle of Man, the whole the Isle of Man could sit in Old Trafford today. Yeah, Lindsay Phillip, and and so your players they tend to have to leave. To, yeah, to so play. when they get when they get to like eighteen, nineteen, yeah. they literally have to move across because there's there's two leagues. So you got first team, second teams in the Isle of Man. So there's four leagues: first team, second team. And that's it, nothing else. They have like the the Island games, Anglesey games, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, gets to a certain level and they can't go anywhere. But we had like Johnny Myers at Stockport, Alan Cowley at Stockport, guy called Callum Morris, he had trials for AFC Wimbledon, they offered him a contract, but. Somewhere with a population of 80,000 should be able to support a decent semi-professional team. If you look at Guernsey, which is an island in the English Channel, for people who don't know, they're getting average crowds of 900. Now, they've got to play. They've got to pay for the teams to visit the island. You'd have to do that as well. Yeah, exactly the same. They're hoping to get 1,000 people per game. So So they did easily be the best supported team in the northwest counties. And they they want to do it purely from people based on the Isle of Man. Right. Not like, not have to buy players in. It's like purely from the kids like there's 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 16 year old kids playing in the Isle of Man that yeah. actually represent the Isle of Man so they're good enough to play men's football the yeah. guy called uh, Sam Baines Leighton Baines his right. cousin yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a guy called Sam Baines he's 16 he's, he's po- supposedly the next big thing so yeah see what happens right. how did you think United did today? Um, better than expected you know we, we went one nil down and when you go one nil down you expect the worst you came out quite well I think we did quite well Second half was shit. 
Took Rashford off. Four and a half to 50 minutes. Well, we had we need one more goal to win win our bet. So you fly back, or can you get boats in the winter? Yeah, so yeah, I got the boat over. Yeah, boat from Haitian, four hours with two under twos. So that was fun. So I'm back, I'm back on Sunday. So he, he lives here. He lives, he lives, he lives it's half an hour tramp for me. Like I'm, I'm all right. Half an hour tramp for him. Four or five hours on the boat and car for me. Brilliant lads. Well, the tram's coming to take us back into Manchester now. So thanks for your time. Cheers, Andy. Cheers, Andy. Thanks so much.